The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Keys to the Convention seminar. I'm glad you were all able to come. I want to first introduce our panel. I'm Artis Bazin, ACB com- uh, membership chair, and I'm from California and a member of several affiliates. Uh, Ray is our ACB uh, second vice president. Well, I guess he's first vice president now. And <laughs> uh, he is from Illinois. And we have Jeanette Dixon, who is from Washington State. And we have Donna Browning, who is from West Virginia. So, uh, Virginia. Oh, Virginia. I'm sorry, not West Virginia, Virginia. Oh, it's, it's okay. It happens all the time. <laughs> See, you're so often with that Donna Brown that I, you know, it's easy to do. Yes, it happens all the time. <laughs> okay. Um, how many participants do we have, Danette? Um, Ten. Ten, okay. Well, we're going to quickly go around and see who's in the room. And I just want you to say your name and uh, your affiliate or your state. Christy Delmonico. You should be able to unmute. Hello, everybody. I am calling in from Florida. I've been to conventions before, but with the hybrid and the virtual, I kind of want to see what's going on. Thank you. Marsha Moses from the Michigan Council of the Blind and Visually Impaired and also a member of ACB Radio Amateurs. Thank you. Yes. Hi, this is Ginny from San Diego, California. Just listening in and pretending that I'm there. Thank you. (laughs) Next, we have Doug Hall. You may talk. I'm from Daytona Beach, Florida, and I'm a member of Florida Council of the Blind, as well as Guide Dog Users. Thank you. Hi, this is Holly Turry. I'm from Bellingham, Washington. Thank you. Hi, this is Cheryl Cummings and Tim Cummings, and we are from uh, Seattle, Washington, and we're part of the um, Bay State Council of the Blind and the Washington Council of the Blind. Yay! Thank you. Um, Janae Miller from the Ohio um, ACB Council of the Blind and president of the Columbus chapter of ACB as well. Thank you. Next, we have Dawn. Hi, I'm from the Milwaukee area, and I'll be driving down to see you guys next week. Sounds good. Thank you. Sharon Knopf, and I'm from Madison, Wisconsin. Welcome. Teresa Christian, I'm in Portland, Oregon. Thank you. I'm Terry Turlaw, and I'm from with the Kentucky Council of the Blind. I'm the first vice president. Thank you. Thank you. 
Hey, everybody. I'm Tyane Wilmoth, and I am in Oregon and will be there in person. And I also have my friend Julia in the room. This is this is Colleen Kitagawa from Minnesota. Thank you. Okay, our first presenter for the afternoon is going to be Donna Browning. All right. Um, so, the first thing we wanted to let you know is you, most of you have registered, but if you didn't register, don't worry. You are going to be able to participate also. So, all registrants will receive a Zoom info the night before each day so that you know what's happening the next day and you can plan and you know exactly what's going on. Now, for those who did not register, don't worry, you can listen on, on ACB Media. So on ACB Media, you'll see a calendar. Go into the link or on the webpage and there's a calendar you'll be able to follow and you'll be able to see what they'll be broadcasting and you'll be able to see what you're able to go to. Okay, next, Ray, you're up. Sure. Uh, I'm here. Thank you, everybody. Uh, welcome, everyone. Um, if this is your first uh, ACB convention, welcome. Glad to have you. Um, I heard three familiar voices there in the intros. Um, Andrea, who I've been working very closely with on the host committee. My good friend, Sharon Knopf up in Madison, who I went to school with. And Ginny, who I worked with on the help desk years ago. So nice to hear you all. Um, so I'm going to talk about voting and how we do voting in ACB. Now, if you've been around the last uh, four nights, you've seen some of this in action. I'm going to break this into two pieces here. So I'm going to talk, first of all, just kind of how ACB's voting structure it works. And then I'm going to talk about the logistics of how we get it done, uh, which you'll see as we um, start to move through the week. So to give you a 30,000-foot view of ACB's voting. So when we vote on issues in ACB and we're doing business, there's two types of votes that you can have. One is a voice vote, and I'm air-quoting voice because now we do a lot of this on Zoom. So when you hear voice vote, which you know, think of either a combined, you know, and if we're if we're in hybrid in you know in person in Schomburg and we're voting on something, I know many of you will be attending virtually, but some of you perhaps will be there in person as well. So if we're in person, a voice vote's going to be kind of two pieces, you know, eyes and nays in the ballroom and then raising hands, you know, in favor or opposed of whatever issue we're talking about on Zoom. And so we're going to combine that count, and that's going to give us our our uh, vote. Now, eyes and nays, it's kind of hard to count them, but um, we can usually tell if, uh, especially if it's a pretty wide margin, why we can usually tell. A, a lot of things are fairly mundane, and they go through fairly you know, unanimously, but um, or almost unanimously, definitely overwhelmingly. However, uh, some things don't, so... Then, then we have to come to our second vote type of vote, and that is a record vote. And you'll hear it also called a roll call vote, uh, a record vote, roll call vote. The terms are used kind of interchangeably. And so 
the record vote. And if you've been on the last four nights, you've heard about a couple of cases where things that either passed or failed on a voice vote, uh, a record vote was requested. So let me just talk about that for a minute. So there's a couple things that will go to record vote. Now, elections of officers and board members, uh, board of publications members, those are always done by record vote, uh, which I'll explain what a record vote is in a moment. The other thing that's always done by record vote is uh, Constitution and bylaws amendments. And that's required because of where we're incorporated. ACB is incorporated in the District of Columbia, and their nonprofit code requires that you do things like Constitution and bylaws amendments by record vote. So you might be saying, well, I've been listening the last three nights, or I've been on Zoom, and resolutions are going to record vote. How did that happen? Well, if you were listening, you probably have a good idea how this happened. But just for those who may not know, I'll explain real quick. So what happened in what happens in with those resolutions and what could happen with other issues is that we took a voice vote and we got a result, either pass or fail. But then if more than 25 people, it takes 25 people to request a record vote. So let's say an issue is too close to call or people feel it's too close to call and we need to have a record vote. So up if, if 25 or more people say, hey, we want a record vote, that happens automatically. It's per our constitution. So what is a record vote? Well, a record vote is two pieces. So earlier this week, if you, you or maybe earlier last week, I'm sorry, or if you use email, or if you do not have an email address on file with ACB, you got a letter about this. Um, you got a voting code. Um, if you if you're an email user, you got one. If you're a print you know print or braille user that does not have email, you got a letter indicating you needed to request a voting code. And so, if you did that, you would have actually got one. And okay, what is this voting code used for? Well, the record vote is of two parts. There's an individual vote. So each member gets one vote on any issue that we're talking about, whether it's a constitution amendment, whether it's a resolution, whether it's just a plain motion and, and that goes to record vote or election of a candidate. <clears throat> and so what you'll do is when it's time to vote on a particular issue, you will access vote now, which is the system that we use for voting and you will enter that voting code to get logged in, and then you'll get presented with the ballot, and you can pick your options. So let's say that there are two candidates running for office. You can choose which candidate you'd like to vote for. If there's a constitution and bylaws amendment or a resolution, you can say yes or no to that. And then you submit that vote, you review it, and then you, you finally send it through, and you get a confirmation if you use uh, email that uh, that vote happened. There's a couple ways you can access. There's two ways you can access the vote now system. Uh, one is, and, and there'll be a time when you can, a time set aside for you to vote on things during the uh, convention. And so it's going to be, I believe, between like one and six or two and six central time. I think time. it's two and six. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Danette. Mm -hmm. I believe it's two and six central 
several times. So during those hours, the polls are open. Think of it that way. Think about your local elections and the polls are only open during certain times. That's how it is here. So you can either, if you have email and you got a vote code emailed to you, you can uh, log in and cast your vote that way through your computer or smartphone. If you want to use a telephone, there's a phone number that you can dial, which I don't remember off the top of my head, but it, it's, it's a, it's, it was sent to you, so you'll have that, and you just call in, and um, you can either cast your vote electronically by entering your vote code and then pressing one for this and two for that, like we do with a whole lot of things, or you can have an operator help you if you'd like to do that. The third way for those of you that will be in Schaumburg that you can vote is there will be a polling place set up where you can go in and get people to help you if you have difficulty putting in the voting code or you have, um, they're not going to tell you how to vote or that kind of thing, but what they'll do is they'll help you get in and cast your vote. And so that will happen. So that's the individual part of a record vote. The other part of a record vote is the affiliate vote. And that will always take place the morning after we, after the individual vote. So let's say that we have, um, with the exception of the first one, I think what they're going to do is the first elections are going to be done Saturday night, July 1st, during opening session. Uh, so we'll go down the list of who's up for election, which this year it's all the officers. And we'll get to the first contested election. Um, we'll have uh, candidate speeches. And then on Sunday, the second, I believe it is, is between two and six is when you'll cast your individual vote. The next morning, uh, Monday morning, the third, at around oh, nine o'clock in the morning central time, we will have the second part of the affiliate vote, and that is the roll call vote. And so our secretary, Denise Colley, will go down all the list of affiliates. She'll go down through the states alphabetically. And then she'll go through the special interest affiliates alphabetically. I know how this works. I did this for six years. And um, you'll what, what the delegates and alternate delegates from your affiliates will do, one of them will go to the microphone or get on Zoom and they'll say, ACB of Ohio votes three votes for this candidate and two votes for the other candidate. This is an example. I don't know how many votes ACB of Ohio has. Each affiliate is given a certain number of votes, and that's determined by your membership. You get one vote for every 25 members or major fraction thereof. So basically, from 13, think of it this way, from 13 to 37, you have one vote. From 38 to uh, 63, you have, I think I'm right on that, two votes, and on and on it goes. And you just kind of figure it that way. So, um so each affiliate gets a certain number of votes. Now, if you belong to several, it, your affiliates should have or soon will tell you how they want, um, their delegates will tell you how they want to submit, to submit to them how you want the affiliate to vote on whatever issue we're talking, we're talking about. So let's say there are a couple of candidates up for election. So you'll contact your delegate in whatever way they've asked you to, and you're going to say, I want the affiliate to vote for candidate X, okay? And so then the delegates will take all those votes and they will decide how to apportion the votes that the affiliate has. 
Um, so it's individual votes plus affiliate votes. And the reason we do that is the way ACB was founded, we uh-huh. needed a way to represent the people who can't come, who couldn't come to convention. It's really something that was done when all our conventions were in person. Will it be done this way in the future? Uh, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so that's, that's what a record vote is, your individual vote and then the affiliate vote. And so what happens is all the affiliate votes are collected and they're added to the individual votes. And that's the result of the election or amendment uh, vote or whatever it is we're voting on. And so record votes are going to occur. Oh, they're planned for Sunday through Monday, Monday through Tuesday, Tuesday through Wednesday, Wednesday through Thursday. I will tell you this, there will definitely be a record vote on something on Sunday, and there definitely will be one on Wednesday. That would be July 2nd and July 5th. Don't know what other record votes there might be. We will just have to see what happens. We do know that um, in addition to the Constitution and Bylaws Amendments, which there are two of them, we do know that there are three resolutions currently slated to go to record vote, and that will all happen on July 5th. And what is going to happen is before you're at, so, so that ballot on July 5th is going to contain multiple items. Other ballots could as well. We, we had an amendment last night that for a resolution that was, um, it passed, but the, People who voted no wanted a record vote on it. So that we're going to have to figure out where to fit that in. And you'll be hearing more about that as we get closer to it, uh, when that's going to take place. So what I'm saying there, just to tell you, is that a ballot, that you, your individual ballot, when you go to vote now, could have multiple items on it that you have to vote, yes, you know, up or down, or, you know, for candidate this or candidate that. Um you're also going to need to tell each of your affiliates how you want them to vote on each of these issues that are there. So it, it gets a little bit, it's, it, it's, it's not as hard as it sounds for you, the individual voter. It's harder for those of us who are delegates, because especially when we have multiple items, we have to tabulate all of them and, and be ready to give that information to the secretary. So it's kind of a interesting way of doing things, but that's how ACV does business. So, that's really, in a nutshell, how voting works, and um, you'll be hearing more and more about that as we go along. But when you hear some of these terms, voice vote, record vote, that's what we're talking. Those are the things we're talking about. And back to you, Artis. Okay. Can I add something to Ray's little thing? Sure. So, so we did like a practice of voting, and vote now will not let you vote twice we we tested that out it won't let you do that so you you can try to vote when it's when you go down to submit it'll say huh you've already voted we you 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 can't do this so in other words it wasn't built in chicago (laughs) (laughs) sorry but i had thank you thank you Jeanette. that's a good point (laughs) okay donna you're next (laughs) okay so Next, I get to talk to you about resolutions and bylaws. <laughs> Even I'm still trying to learn about all this stuff, so this will be fun. I love um, resolutions. I um, 
I'm on the committee and I love working with the other very smart people who have done it for many years on crafting, helping people to craft these resolutions. Now, what they are, now, if I get this in any way wrong, Ray, please help me. Um, so basically, it's a resolution is bringing forth a problem that uh, a person's either having um, in regards to something that's going on within ACB or something that's going on within the community that affects the uh, blindness world. And it might be a problem that um, we really do need to solve. And it's, it's a problem that's going to affect all of us. So we want to, we want to put together a, um, a resolution to put forth so that we can try to let people know who are involved with the situation that there's a situation we're not happy with. We would like you to fix this. And we're requesting that you fix this. And it's, it's basically uh, a notification to let someone know that there's something happening that we don't like and we want you to make it better or stop it completely. Um, and so we can craft. It can, it, it can also be somebody to commend somebody for doing something. Yes, yes, exactly. So if you've been listening this week, you're getting a kind of a really good idea of the variety of resolutions that could come up. We've had them. We've had them resolutions about um, things that um, when you want to build a, a tool that helped a, a, a swimming uh, uh, to keep a swim to ha- a person who was having trouble with a swimming pool and how to read the um, um, monitoring system for their swimming pool, something like that. Um, we've had it. You know, some of the things you've heard this week. Um, there's so many different varieties and it can be just about anything to help our community to try to get things done in a non-aggressive way. This is a a way to do it before we would hit more aggressive means. Um, So let them know, hey, we want you to take a look at this. We would like to talk to you about this. We need this changed. We need this made better. Now, bylaws, I hope I get this right. So bylaws um, are the laws that we use in ACB to help pretty much govern how we do things. You've seen it in works this week. We've had to follow certain rules, how to do voting. We also have bylaws of how we are to behave. Um, and we can't have people running around being mean to each other, but we also have also how things need to be run. Um, we also have, you know, there's just like in the general world, there's laws, but we got to have laws within our ACB community to keep chaos from ensuing. So that's basically what your bylaws are all about. Keep things in order so that you have a better experience and have the opportunity 
to also let your voice be heard. It's to make sure that that's also possible. Otherwise, it would be a dictatorship. So it's, it, it, it's a lot like how the government runs out in the bigger world. It's just done a little, it's just done a little simpler. But it's just so that everything is made possible so that we're safe and that we're able to function as a well-rounded and uh, happy community. Did I miss anything, Ray? You did great, Donna. Thank you. Next, we'll go with Jeanette. All right. So the Convention Information Desk, it accepts announcements, and it does give a phone number. Do you want me to give that phone number? Yes, go ahead. The phone number gives announcements and gives schedule changes, and the phone number is 888-444-8320. That's 888-444-8320. And the virtual exhibits, you can already listen to those on ACB Media 6. They play that, is that yeah, they play that at Six at 12, 6 a.m., 12 p.m., 6 p.m., and 12 a.m. So it goes through a rotation. And so each each of those six hours, you the, the, the ones from the hour before might be a little longer. So they might be, um, you might hear the old ones before you get to the new hour ones. And there is, I counted them, there is, 41 exhibitors. Okay, next we have Donna again. All right. Now some fun stuff, guys. Tours, virtual tours. So I just want to give you a couple examples of some of them. Last year, I went on one that was about the Helen Keller um, Foundation and Center up in New York. That was a very cool but it also talked about her life. <clears throat> it was really cool to hear about some things about Ellen Keller that I didn't know. And that was really exciting to just dive right in and learn about um, how she got educated and things like that. The next one I got to do was um, listen to a virtual tour on, they went into a cave in one of the uh, national parks. So I've done real caving, so this was kind of fun to listen to this. I could kind of use my imagination. But they made it really easy to use your imagination. They were very descriptive, talking about the rocks and what it looked like, what it felt like, and um, you know, if you and if they heard sounds and what it felt like underneath their feet. These are the kinds of things you can experience if you go to a, a virtual tour you could experience some of this stuff like um, I just spoke about this year. The tours are going to be on um, Media 7. So again, go to your um, link on your phone or go to um, ACB Media on your web or definitely talk to your A-Lady and ask her. All you have to do is tell her to open um, you know, tell her to open the ACB media and tell, and she'll ask you what link you want. You just tell her and you're going to tell her 
number seven. That's what um, station they're on for the virtual tours. Now, we're going to talk about um, religious services. <laughs> the religious services will be Saturday at 4 p.m. So if you're there in person, you'll get to experience those. And they'll uh, be, hope, more than likely, some of them will be um, tell, you know put out on ACB Media. So again, just go to your program. Um, the programs can be, you can get it online, but you can also, you'll also get one. Um, if you ordered one, you'll get that. You go to that and you look for them and you'll find what channel will be on and, and uh, which ones they'll be having. Okay, thank you. Can I add something again? Oh, go ahead. So I was talking to Janet today, Janet, the convention queen. She was saying not enough people use this enough. If you want, like, like if you don't have or you couldn't, can't find your, your schedule, if you're registered and you can't find your schedule, you can go to, to membership.acb.org and that will give you all of the schedule for that day. And that'll give you, even give you the opportunity to click on the, the Zoom link or to, to click on the link and click on that link and you'll be connected to that Zoom call. But she, Janet was telling me not enough people go to the membership.acb.org and that's a fast way to get to the schedule. Yeah, and you will only get a Zoom link if you registered. If you didn't. Correct register it's only going to give you the uh things that are happening that day mm -hmm. on media yeah thank you um I, the thing i really want to make you think about is it's very important to check your calendar of events and i'd urge you to check it out for the whole um week because mm -hmm. sometimes if you wait for the day before then you've already written down something else that you learned that somebody wanted to get together with or whatever. So you're better off to look at the whole overview of the convention schedule before you even go, because then you kind of have a sense of what things you really need to attend. And then obviously once you get there is uh, check the calendar each day and um, like was previously said, if there's changes in the schedule, they will be listed in the daily newspaper that comes out each day. And um, uh, that will come out also from um, the, uh, I don't know if Kelly is the one that'll be sending that out, Kelly Gask, or if it'll come out from Sharon Lovering. But that'll be sent to all registrants. Each day you'll get a copy of the a newspaper in your email, which that has all the changes if there's things that changed. Um, so you'll know, you know, uh, if, um, if an event has been canceled, uh, you know, like maybe a speaker couldn't come, so they cancel an event. Or if there's changes, that'll be let you know in the newspaper. There's lots of free things. Um, so a lot of um, virtual attendees don't have the same options, obviously, as in person. But there are lots of programming that are 
hybrid. So virtual attendees get to attend those like the general sessions, um, special interest affiliates have lots of programming and um, depending on how many events were at the same time, they're only allowing two hybrid events uh, during each time slot. But if it's a Zoom only session, then sometimes there's more than two. Um, but if, if there's uh, hybrid events, unfortunately, um, you'll have to wait and get those um, in podcasts after the convention. But um, there's lots of things to do. So I really urge you to look at that um, uh, calendar. One thing I forgot to mention that is really important. So I mentioned that for the individual votes on a record vote, you use the voting code. Well, what happens if you lose that voting code? Um, you can get it back. There's no problem there. You just need to call the, I believe you call the Minneapolis office yeah. number, mm-hmm. and that is 612-332-3242. And don't worry, they'll have people answering that at convention. Um 612-332-3242. And just tell them that you, you know, are a member in good standing. You lost your code and they will get you that code. And then you would be able to, um, to vote in uh, any future, any record votes that occur. And that code's only good during this convention. It will be no good after this convention. So uh, just, they'll just, they'll just, they'll just, you know, the reason you call them to do that, they just need to verify that you're a member in good standing. Once they do that, you get your code, no problem. Mm -hmm. Another thing to remember is that um, if you know folks that did not register for the convention, that does not matter when it comes to business because every ACB member can participate in all the business and they can also uh, come to the banquet um, on, you know, hybrid because that'll be a, a hybrid for all members can come to that whether they're registered or not. So it's a couple of things that members can do even if they're not registered. Are there any questions now, Diane? Yes, we do have a raised hand now. It's Nicolette. Hi. <laughs> Hi there. <clears throat> um, I've been going back and forth from meetings to well-connected all day. Um, but at any rate, um, I, did, I did come in late because I was uh, facilitating another program on a, in another whatever you want to call it. But I think that, that everybody who's in charge of doing stuff here has been doing an amazing job. I don't know how you do it. And I was just thinking here because I thought – you know, I'm going to I'm going to put I'm going to put my code in my contact list under ACB just to, just in case I I lose it and and I just was wondering what did we do before computers? But I just mm. want to say that you guys are all doing such a wonderful job. It's amazing, and honestly, I don't know how Janet does it. She she's <laughs> like 20 people in one, and I just she want is. to thank you all so much for Makes everything. It. Is this your Pardon? first convention, Nicole Nicolette? No, I've been a member of California Council of the Blind in San Francisco chapter for about 20-something years, okay. at least, maybe 25, We're I'm good. not quite sure. Um, but I joined ACB, um, I guess, a couple of years ago at the first virtual convention and became a okay. lifetime member. I've just become a lifetime member of Well, congratulations. ACB. 
So, yeah, so I'm very happy. People keep giving me money back that I lent them years ago, which I never expected to get. So mm-hmm. now that I'm on a more limited income, it comes in handy. So then I put it to good use. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've enjoyed being a part of these organizations and um, I will be doing so for the rest of my life, as far as mm-hmm. I can tell. So, okay. Thank you you so know, it, it's, you. it's a lot of work behind the scenes. Oh. Heck of a lot of work oh, I, I know. the scenes. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm part of a couple of affiliates and, and just the work that we do is a lot. I don't I mm-hmm. just don't know how you guys do it, but but you do, and we are very, very grateful. Thank you so so much. Well, thank you, Nicolette. Appreciate that. Um I had a question. I wonder Go if ahead. I could ask it. Sure. Um, okay. Concerning the newspaper, now you said that um anyone that everyone um, who registers for the convention will get the newspaper. Um, so in, in in email, in email. Okay. Yeah. So then, mm-hmm. yeah. so then basically what I paid my $10 for. Was no, that'll be your, yeah, you're getting it in braille or large person at your door. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That is a, so what you paid. Yeah. So what that is, is for others that might be wondering the same thing. And um, mm-hmm. is that um, you, the news besides you, you get the convention newspaper every day on email. But besides that, if you're there in person, you can have it delivered to your room in print, large print or Braille, if that's whatever you need. And uh, that's being that's a fundraiser for the American Council of Blind Students, one of our special interest affiliates. So they do a lot of the, they do all the delivery uh, for that. Uh, the other thing I was just going to mention about that, though is let's say you don't get the newspaper delivered and you say, oh, man, I really want a print or Braille copy just to have have every day so I know what's happening. You can go to the information desk. There will be a physical information desk if you're there in person, and you can go there and you can pick up a copy of the uh, newspaper. They'll have them available every day, and they'll have other information there too, uh, along with uh, you know restaurant lists and and things that uh, you might want you might find handy. So they get them early, they go yeah. fast. But yeah, yes. that's yeah. I was just going to mention that if you decide you don't want to pay the ten bucks, then you better be there first thing in the morning because those yeah. newspapers go quickly <laughs> and they don't make an unlimited supply. Once yep, they exactly. run out, they wait for people to bring them back so others yep. can grab one. So you're if you really want one badly, you're better off to pay the 10 bucks to have it delivered to your door. And you yep. do have to, when you pre-register, when you pick up your packet, you do have to tell them when you pick up your packet, then you have to also go to the information desk and give them your room number um, so that they can make sure you get it. Because if you don't give them your room number, you're not going to get it. So Exactly. They, they bring them all to me is what they do. And then, then yeah, I don't, I don't want all those early. newspapers. <laughs> and then the way we sell them. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The students right. deliver them very, very yeah. early. They get a very well, early to deliver them. Yeah, they usually it's uh, it's usually around midnight that you get up. I've actually come back late from things and I've seen them walking around uh, delivering papers. Um, Mm -hmm. And and the other thing I just mentioned about about this, too. So if you are going to be there in person, and I know this was geared mainly for people who are attending virtually. But, you know, if there are people listening in who do plan to be there in person, let's say you get to the convention and you've got you've registered for whatever it is you're going to register for, but then you decide, oh man, you know, I really want to go to um, this or that tour or whatever. Now tours do tend to get sold out, so you 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 may not get those opportunities. But what you can do is 
put your name on a waiting list to say, hey, you know, if, if a ticket becomes available for this or that tour, I'd like to uh, have a shot at that or get that. And then, you know, sometimes people can't go for whatever reasons. And so they return in their tickets and and then you can get they can pay a copy. You, know, you will pay a little higher price because that's on site. But that's one way to do that. Now, meal functions, um, you know, some of the mixers, those kinds of things. Usually you can get tickets for those and you can pay for those at the registration office uh, in the hotel or a lot of the mixers, the socials, those kinds of things. You can actually go and, you know, you can't do credit card, but you can pay cash at the door and they'll take a lot of them will take that. So that's a way to uh, get into some things that, you know, you get there and you say, oh, man, I really want to go to this or that. But most of the little the small sessions um, being put on by affiliates and committees, and of course the general sessions, those are free. You don't have to pay for those. So, okay, we have two raised hands. Nicolette is first. Oh yeah, I, something you said made me wonder. I'm not going to the convention physically, but I paid ten dollars for the newsletter. So does that mean that then ten dollars will be donated to the students since I'm not going to be on site? I didn't quite understand that. Yes, yes, it'll go. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Good, great. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I'm sure they'll appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next, we have uh, Diane <laughs> Wilmeth. Diane Wilmeth. Okay. Hello, I think you answered my question and what you just told us. So like, say, for instance, I didn't sign up for bingo night, but hey, a group of friends want to go. And so I can pay at the door. Yes. You can pay yep. at the door or you can also if you need to use a credit card, you would want to go to the registration office and pay that way. Um, yeah, I would do the, it when you pick up your packet. The thing yeah, just, right then and there. Just say right then there, hey, I, we, we, I, I want to go to bingo night and just still they'll, they'll get you signed up for that and they'll take yeah. care of that right there. You'll have fun. That's fun. For mm -hmm. those going, there will be like what they call an AC, the ACB cafe, which would do breakfast and lunch. And you would need to use a, uh, like your debit card or your credit card there. I believe this year they are going to allow charging to your hotel room as well. Um, okay. I believe Janet did say they are going to be allowing that. And the other thing that wasn't really talked about, but for those who are attending in person is that you're wondering, Oh my God, my goodness, how am I going to get around this big hotel, all this stuff? We will, there will be all kinds, there'll be volunteers around that will be able to help you. And what they'll do is they'll come up to you and say, Hey, I'm a volunteer. Do you need some help? And you just tell them where you want to go and they'll guide you to wherever it is that you need to go. It's, uh, it's something that we, uh, that we uh, pride ourselves on having lots of volunteers. Now, last year we didn't have as many because it was just, it's just hard to get people last year, but we think uh, being in a little bit larger city with a little bit more people to draw from, we're going to be able to get a good number of volunteers. And I can tell you from the host committee side, we've, been working very very hard to line up as many volunteers as we can yep and yeah i know yeah last year i thought there were actually i thought there were enough every time i needed one there were there were people around but I, yeah. it, yeah. depend, it yep. depended on what time of the day and where you were at and so forth whether right. you could find one. but one thing to remember um for people attending in person there is another keys to the convention se segment that's going to be on 
site. It's going to be on Saturday, November 1st at 4 p.m. Central Time. July 1st. That will, that will um, I mean, yeah, July, not November. <laughs> <laughs> November, but anyway, uh, <laughs> July 1 at 4 p.m. And that will be real geared for in-person talking about some of the in-person logistics like tours and all of that kind of stuff. But I just wanted to uh, tell you that because we didn't cover all the in-person things on this particular call. So, <laughs> Yeah, and do remember, those of you who are not going, there's plenty of volunteers to help you. Remember the help desk phone numbers and all the phone numbers we've given you. Um, there are people there to help you yeah. if you're having trouble reading the schedules or not yep. sure where to find yep. something. They will be more than happy to look something up for the you. The only thing volunteers <laughs> cannot do is take you to your hotel room. They cannot do that. <laughs> yep. They cannot do that. Um, but hotel personnel would certainly will certainly be glad to help you if you need that. Mm-hmm. You know, there was talk about donating the ten ten dollars for the newspaper. Well, there was also an option on the registration form to donate, like for the guide dog relief area. And I'm not going, but I donated anyways because the uh, Scoop Masters does such a great job. Okay. And those of us that are not guide dog users appreciate that too, because I remember stepping into some stuff at some conventions. <laughs> oh, we have a hand. Yes, we have two hands actually. Although one of them I may not have lowered, although I thought I did. Uh, Terry, though, is first. Terry Turlaw. Thank you. I think I'm unmuted. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. good. I have a question um, about the guide dog relief areas. I read the description of the hotel that came out uh, among, I think Kelly sent out six or seven documents attached to an email several days ago. And I did not see any information about the location of the guide dog relief areas. Have you guys heard anything about where they will be? Or do you know when we'll get information about that? Thank you. Sure. By the end of, by Friday, you should know something this week. And you Mm -hmm. can also, you can always ask the information desk or the, um, you know, volunteers or hotel staff, they'll be able to help you with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, but um, they'll have that, uh, they'll have that all set up and that'll be good. We don't have any more um, raised hands. I, I did have a question myself though, since I'm going in person. Go ahead. Um, how, when, uh, when is the registration? I haven't seen any information on that anywhere. When do you actually register? And how um, long you can pre, you can pick up pre-registration packets on Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. That would be the 29th. And I believe that is from six to eight, I believe. Yeah, uh, something like that. Yes. And yeah. then uh, but then you can only pick up packets there. You can't add anything to it or anything. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday morning, uh, you can pick up registration packets. It's for pre-registrants only from eight. Until 11, I believe it is. Now, I don't know if you can purchase extra tickets during that time or if it's just pickup only. I know it's for people pre-registered. And then anytime after that until, and I think it's open till five or six, um, you can, uh, anybody can register, pick up stuff or whatever. And then it's open on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. But the hours change, hours get less as the week progresses. So. 
Okay, uh, Tyann Wilmeth. Hello again. Um, so I am going to be arriving in Chicago at like 7 a.m. And probably we'll get to the, ho- the hotel about, oh, I say no later than nine. So am I going to be able to check into my room or am I going to have to put my stuff somewhere? It depends on how uh, on the hotel. Some hotels, mm-hmm. if they have availability that early, they'll let you in, but a lot of them will not. So a lot of them won't let you in until afternoon. But um, so it'll depend on, you know, if they've had empty rooms that they've already cleaned, sometimes you can get in early. I know we've had that issue happen. In fact, we're getting in earlier than you. Our flight Ooh. gets at 5.15 in the morning. And um, so... Um, and, but the, uh, the hotel will be able to store your things in, in like a locked yeah. room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they can they, put it in a, a, a the bell caps can store your stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I get an eight thirty, so you know we'll just all sit in the lobby and put our feet up and relax <laughs> till we get our rooms. Yep. Yeah. The uh, what we usually do is just get in and go have breakfast or you know whatever, and and then uh, yep, that great a little idea. time. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, it's tough when you get in really early because um, I'm finding hotels are less willing. To, I mean, it used to be, oh, I could, if I got in early, I could generally get in a room anytime after 11. But I've had it as late as 4 o'clock sometimes, even when I've gotten there at 9 in the morning. So it really is up to the hotel and how many rooms they have empty beforehand. So. Next, we have Sharon Knopp. Do you offhand know what time we can check out of the hotel then? Well, you can check out of a hotel whenever you want. Anytime. Um, you have to check out by noon. I think, I think this hotel, it's noon. Mm-hmm. Um, but that would okay. be a good question to ask the desk. And if you need a lot of hotels now, if you need an extended checkout, they won't do it for a group, but if you need it individually, you just call the desk in the morning and say, Hey, I need to stay in my room till, um, you know, I'd like to be able to have my room till a certain time. And if they can accommodate it, they will. Sometimes they've got bigger groups coming behind and they can't, but um, I think this hotel is noon, 11 AM or noon, uh, Sharon. I, but just ask them cause I'm not totally sure. And I know a lot of hotels will extend it until one o'clock, but most of them, if you want it later than one, they'll make you pay a a smaller fee if you want to stay a couple hours longer than that. Nicolette? Um, Yeah, I was just going to say that um, at the CCB convention in Sacramento, we all checked out in the morning because we were going to be busy until after the checkout time and they were very accommodating and I, they yeah. hung on to my stuff for until six o'clock that night when I finally left the hotel. So yeah, most hotels. Yeah, will do that. I, I, I would Thank really so encourage people to do, especially because we, we are a group of visually impaired and blind people. I'd really encourage people to take advantage and let them hold on to your stuff. Don't try to like drag it into the restaurants and things like that. Cause then it just gets everybody's way and stuff like that. It's kind of, and it's very safe. Kinda, it's very safe. Yes. Yes. Just, you just do just a little claim check and they'll, why they'll uh, hold that for you and be good to go. I don't know if I'd want to leave my laptop computer or something like that. I don't know if I'd want to do that, but 
as far as other stuff, you know, I don't think there'd be a problem. <laughs> oh, I will ask you, we do have a document that's called uh, Convention Survival Tips. And I sent it out to several lists. And I don't know if all of you got that document. But that document has lots of these tips that we've covered. And it also has three members of the membership committee with their phone numbers on if you happen to have questions during the conference. So if that's the case, um, uh, if you have not received that document, uh, please um, send an email to me and I'd be happy to forward it to you. It's yep. a basin. A Bazin, and that's B A Z Y N. So A Bazin at BazinCommunications.com. And that's B A Z Y N. Uh, and communications has an S at the end. So A Bazin at BazinCommunications.com. And there will be some Braille ones um, and large print ones. I always have a bunch printed up. So for the in person one, uh, people can get a handout. And then we always put the extras at the front desk in case anybody wants them. Like that'll be at the information desk? Information desk, right. Mm -hmm. Doug Hall has his hand up. Okay, Doug. Would you recommend, if we have one, that we bring uh, Lady A with us to listen to the next day's activities? That's that's totally yeah, you can do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. You'd have to. Well, of course, you can connect it through your app on your phone, so you can you can do it. Sure, that's a that's actually not a bad way to do it. I will say, if you have a Victor Stream, you probably are not going to be able to get it connected to the Wi-Fi in the hotel because it is a uh, one of these Wi-Fi's. You have to authenticate yourself with a room number or something like that, and the stream can't do that. So. Um, but you also have, don't forget about ACB link too. Uh, mm-hmm. If you have a smartphone, iPhone, uh, I don't believe it's available on Android, but iPhone definitely, you, you can go to the app store and search for ACB link, L-I-N-K. I believe it has a space between there. And that's another way you can listen to, listen to stuff. Um, and uh for those and they of you recently who, updated it too. So yeah, it it's, it's awesome. They've done a wonderful job. And I will say, just for those of you maybe that were there last year attending virtually, um, there are not going to be as many sessions virtually broadcast mm-hmm. you know, for hybrid. And the reason for that is audiovisual is just very expensive in this hotel. So we're not going to, we only can have two what we call hybrid rooms available. Obviously, the general sessions will be covered and the banquet will be covered on in hybrid. You know, so you'll be able to listen to those. Um, but but and so, but everything that is happens at the convention will be recorded and available on podcasts uh, later on, so that you can uh, download it and listen to it then at your at your leisure. So. And there are a couple of affiliates who switched to Zoom rooms um, because they found out they couldn't do hybrid and they wanted to get more people. So they switched it to Zoom only instead of hybrid. So there are, you know, a couple of those that are also available. But uh, I think you'll still find a, a plenty of things that, that you'll be able to do um, hybrid. So I and hope you all. And some of those tours because they're fun. Those tours are awesome. <laughs> 
I noticed there's one in the White House. That's kind of cool. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone. Thank you, everybody.